0: But you got a flag down. Ooh, side, Everyone but the center. All
1: oh, fans. Welcome to Oofsides. We're back. It's the first three-man pod of the season, and also the first double episode because uh, my internet refused to work last week, and we were also all really busy. Who are you people? Me. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Every time I do one of these intros where I give you guys some sort of autonomy. I'm always let down. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. So speaking of autonomy, though, uh, we're going to try to to speed round this shit uh, for week three because we couldn't talk about it. So we're going to knock it out right now, starting with the Panthers beat the Texans on Thursday night. Davis Mills got his ass whooped and Sam Darnold for the first time in his career advances to three and no. Uh, in
2: Kansas City they played a game of football And the Chiefs looked like a little bit of ass Once again the Chargers And Justin Herbert take the win 30-24 to uh,
0: Yeah so The Cardinals <laughs> uh, went into Jacksonville And they tried a 68 yard field goal And it was actually Really fucking close to making it And then they returned it all the way And Gus Johnson had an aneurysm And then the Cardinals won anyway Because the Jackson uh, Jaguars choked
1: I love how the the complete dichotomy between my enthusiasm and your guts is enthusiasm. enthusiasm.
0: <laughs> hey, I excuse. I've been very sick for three days. I'm dying. Hell. Uh,
1: speaking of sick, I don't. Well, the Browns put up a sick W over the Bears as <laughs> Justin Fields gets sacked nine times in his debut. Browns twenty-six, Bears six.
0: Hey, I would li- I would like to talk about this game for one second.
1: Well, we'll talk about it after the speed round. N- no Don't shout out
0: to it. just shout out to justin fields one passing yard on the You're day that's what i'm talking about <laughs>
2: anyway in not washington dc with the not uh you can't say that one never mind cut that out uh bills put a beat down on the ryan fitzpatrick list washington washington's 4321
1: no one circles the wagons like the buffalo bills Yes, That's that true. wasn't
0: funny. Um, so say. the Titans the Titans beat the Colts in a pretty, I don't know, I felt like it was a boring game. Uh, but Derrick Henry did his thing again, and he's running a lot, and they they won. And the Titans are still the most confusing team in the NFL.
1: Sure won't get more confusing next week.
0: The Saints roll
1: into Foxborough, where Jameis Winston leads his team to a 28-13 win over the Bradyless Patriots. And my my deal of eating my phone if all three of my picks lost didn't start out great. Uh, In Detroit,
2: uh, the Ravens get a bullshit no call on a completely obvious delay of game, setting them up for the longest field goal ever to beat the Lions on a lucky bounce.
3: Ah! (laughs)
1: Austin, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> I was,
0: I was still laughing. I just, I, 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 so I'm on push to talk this week because I'm still sick and I'm coughing a lot, and so I don't mm. hurt, kill you guys with my coughing. Yeah, I was coughing. What's so, gonna make this really um,
1: funny is the background as Austin explains his cold.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, um. Big Ben threw 58 fucking times against the Bengals and still lost 24-10. And the Steelers also stay a a very confusing team. Um, Also, Najee Harris uh, had as many catches as he did runs. That doesn't happen very often. On the day that Eli Manning was
1: abducted... I almost said abducted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> inducted into the Giants Hall of Fame, the Giants put in a classic Eli Manning-style loss by choking late to the Falcons, as Atlanta gets off the the floor with their first win of season 17-14.
2: In East Rutherford, New Jersey, that was a real tight matchup. Jets nearly pulled it off, though Broncos come away twenty six to zero. Uh
0: the Raiders uh, yeah they almost tied against the Dolphins but they didn't 1 it's thirty-one twenty-eight. 28
1: the Packers roll into the Bay area where the could be dubbed as the Matthew gets to keep his phone game the, uh, the 49ers kick or go oh my god I can't talk right now The 49ers score a touchdown late, but leave 30 seconds for Aaron Rodgers to drive the Packers down the field. Sets them up for the game-winning field goal. Packers 30, 49ers 28.
2: Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams stroll into Tampa Bay and show Cameron Brady, who's fucking daddy. The Rams come away 34-24. Matthew Stafford
0: is the good. MVP, MVP. Um, Anyway, um the Vikings beat the Seahawks and I'm the only one in here who picked them get fucked Greg Joseph is a god the
2: worst record of that week so
0: shut up <laughs> don't care I got the only game that mattered right Greg Joseph is lord and savior best Viker in vikings history uh, <laughs> don't care don't care and also Kirk Cousins has been playing fucking well and I don't like it
1: And finally, wrapping up Week Three, the Cowboys roll over the Eagles, forty-one to twenty-one.
3: Wait, boys!
1: You guys think
2: if Alabama ever got a football team, they would hire Kurt Cousins to like just fuck them over?
1: (laughs) Wait, what? I'm not
2: saying that again. That's kind of kind of mean.
1: I don't really get what what you're implying. Was, I that.
2: said if the state of Alabama got an NFL team would they hire Kirk Cousins so they could fuck him over. It was a bad incest joke. Oh,
0: I get it. That's
1: hilarious. What does incest have to do with Kirk Cousins? Oh, his his last last name. <laughs> Cousins. Okay. Jesus Christ. I was like I was like is Kirk Cousins parents were they like hey, in your them? defense it was not yeah. a funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, couple couple things that uh, I want to mention about that uh week three because we did kind of speed run through it because austin forgot that sometimes we loop back to these games uh
0: yeah (laughs) i didn't know that
1: (laughs) you've literally been part of one of these
0: yeah but Um, when last year (laughs) no when did i ask
1: oh um oh shit oh going going into week three (laughs) shut the fuck up (laughs) Um, we were all talking about, like, is Trevor Lawrence going to be bad? And then I watched that first drive that he did or not. thought Not the first drive, but that touchdown throw he threw against the Cardinals was. Mm. So I was like, OK, Tre- he's going to be nah. Fine. Nah, he's, um, he's, he's terrible. I want to talk That's... about Bears Browns. <laughs> Justin Why? Fields was six for 20 for 68 yards and got sacked nine times. So the Bears had a net one passing yard they had a passing yard one yes, uh, sir 47 total yards uh averaging 1.1 1. 1 yards per play they were one for 11 on third down
0: yes sir it's
1: seven punts also there were no turnovers in this game yes sir so
2: <laughs> Yeah, was... The Detroit Lions have as many playoff wins as the Bears had net yards in that game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh so, okay, my favorite stat of the day is that Justin Tucker's kick was 19 more yards than the Bears gained all day. Yep. <laughs> and what's even more impressive is that the Bears scored twice if, in somehow, that game. Uh, <laughs> it
1: was just ridiculous to watch. Um, another thing, uh, Carson Wentz somehow managed to sprain both of his ankles in week two, and it showed because he could not move at all against the Titans. And uh, I believe he got, I oh don't know, he only got sacked twice, but it felt like a lot more. Um, <laughs> Bengals kicked the shit out of the Steelers, and Ben Roethlisberger looks terrible.
0: Um, I once again would like to point out he threw 58 fucking times.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Najee Harris has not done a single thing
1: pretty much this season, so that's turning out well. Uh, Zach Wilson threw two picks again. Uh, so Jets, you know, real close that time. Only 26 points. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the Raiders are completely incapable of playing normal games of football. So. The Dolphins were, or they, the Dolphins, uh, became the first team to ever pass for a safety. That happened. Uh, Jake Brisket threw a screen in their own end zone that immediately got tackled. Um, they scored the first 14. Then the Raiders scored 19 unanswered. Then the Dolphins scored 11 unanswered. Raiders <laughs> tie it, send it to overtime. They both kick field goals, and then the Raiders win super deep into overtime. Um, And then, yeah, I think, and then obviously Austin's Seahawks or or not Seahawks, Austin's Vikings, uh, got their first one in season.
0: Yes, sir. And it was convincing. I watched most of the game and we actually played well. Our defense was a little shaky in the first half, but our offense was there the whole time and they stayed on and our defense made improvements in locker room and it was a really good game. I was very, uh, optimistic about our season, um, We'll talk about how that went next week. (laughs) For what it's worth, (laughs) Kirk Cousins has looked really good this season. Yeah, and I don't like it. I (laughs) don't like it. (laughs) Because that means we're going to give him more money soon. (laughs)
1: Yep. So, shall we uh, hop into the last week, though? Week four. Starting with a uh, surprisingly good game. (laughs) Bengals and Jaguars. That was a hell of a game, dude. Um, probably the first time this season that we've actually seen
0: Trevor Lawrence kind of shine. Yeah. He actually looked like he felt slightly comfortable, a sense of comfort. Yeah.
1: Cause, uh, like what I was saying, um, their first drives that are all scripted. Usually he looks really good. And then after that, like the whole offense falls apart and that didn't really happen. They jumped out to a 14, nothing lead in the first half. Um, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence ran one in for a touchdown and then I believe Robinson, yeah, Robinson ran one in as well. And then they got stuffed on the goal line at the end of the half. They were on like the one inch line on fourth down and they had, uh, Trevor Lawrence basically try to sneak it from shotgun instead of just, you know, sending your six, five quarterback, like through the pile where he could just reach the ball over the top. So, and then that became the momentum swing because Joe Burrow came out and holy shit, Joe Burrow looked good in the second half of this game. Dude.
0: Yeah. Because, <clears throat> I mean, um, yeah, it was a 14 nothing game at halftime, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: The uh, Burrow to CJ Uzoma uh, connection was just unstoppable in the second half. Uh, I don't think the, the Bengals got stopped a single time on offense in the second half. Um, and then it comes down to the very end of the game, tied at 21. Uh, and then the Bengals kick a game-winning field goal as time expires. So that missed touchdown right before half, you know, instead of getting three or even seven points, the Jaguars end up with nothing. They lose by score. Uh, pretty questionable play calling by head coach Urban Meyer, and. Uh, <laughs> Then some other questionable stuff happened after the game. (laughs) You know, the game had its ups and downs. And speaking of ups and downs. (laughs) (laughs) So so the whole team flies back to Jacksonville, except Urban Meyer, because Urban Meyer, longtime uh, Ohio State coach, you know, one of the most famous people in Ohio sports. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Uh, A video surfaced of him in a bar with a girl grinding on him when he told his whole team that he was staying in Ohio to visit some family. And I think he said that he was there with his grandkids is what he said. Hey, uh, that still might
2: be legit. We
1: don't know what they're in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in his defense, he had his wedding ring on and he had his hands covering his crotch the whole time. He wasn't actually touching the girl, but I wonder what he was doing down there um so he did a press conference the other day i think it was yesterday actually where (laughs) his apology was basically him saying that he was at a bar with like his kids or something and he got drug out onto the dance floor which is not what happened because he's on video and then he
0: threw trevor
1: lawrence under the bus did you see that
0: I did not see this part.
1: He fucking mentioned how he had to tell Trevor Lawrence to be careful when he went on his bachelor party. <laughs> 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 what does Trevor Lawrence have to do with you having a girl fucking <laughs> on you in a bar, Urban? Why didn't you go back <laughs> to Jacksonville with your fucking team? What kind of head coach are you?
2: Dude, this is... I love just the idea that he's all in this. He's going to go to L.A. to chug himself in the rehab for sex edition. Oh, so, uh, there's the University of Southern California. When did that year? your
1: Do the Jaguars play a team in L.A. this year? Let's I don't know. see. Uh, they don't. They, oh, my God. They play the Rams in L.A. December 5th. Call <laughs> it right now. That's when he resigns. So, uh, i didn't I didn't know anything about Urban Meyer before the season started because I don't watch college football. Uh, just looking at it, he's got a one and done face. He yeah. doesn't have an NFL head coach face. It's just something about him.
0: Well, yeah, he looks like someone who peaked in high school, like yeah
1: he's, so, uh, he's done the
2: same thing before, like that's where the joke comes from is he's like made up things and went to another city to like check into hospital and that's like the city where he ends up signing with another school or another team.
0: Holy shit, dude. What a fucking I, joke. I mean, it, I really wish
2: like, I could remember which one it was
1: because like, <laughs> he, he has too many.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, Joe from fake racers knows a lot about urban Meyer cause he hates him. And he went on a whole rant yeah. at the start of the show. So if you want to hear like a full breakdown of all of, uh, urban Myers shortcomings as a human being go listen to the uh, this last week's fake racers podcast so at least the intro
0: so um it the big one was when he was at florida and he ohio state yeah yeah, yeah. because then he took that gap year to work at espn and then went to ohio state so no one expected yeah. anything <laughs> yeah That's didn't right. he?
1: Yeah. wasn't his excuse like he wanted to spend more time with his family yes yeah, God, what a scumbag. So I'm doing the math. Um, the the two coaches that he reminds me of are the two that resigned midseason, which are or, or the infamous ones, which are Lou Holtz and Bobby Petrino. And they both uh, resigned yep. after a three and ten start to their first season. Um, so that would be 13 games. The Jaguars 14th game. Is the game in LA? One, two, three, four, five, six, Wait one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Now it's their twelfth game. So he could break that record. Over under what game does he get fired and or resign
0: or quit? So in my opinion, professional opinion, by the way, I'm right, um, is it depends on how many games they win. If they can get there, because right now they're on the second longest losing streak in NFL history, <laughs> um, nineteen in a row to e- be exact. E- yeah, which is you know throwback to the video of Minshew being like, "And we're gonna go out and win next week." And now he's not on the team, and they still haven't won. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, if they can win literally a game, which they don't have a hard schedule, they're in the AFC South. All four of those teams are kind of ass. So. <laughs> You know, like they play the Titans this week and we'll get into that later, but the Titans are a mess. Yeah. Anyway, um so I think it depends on if they could win games. Um but I'm also thinking if they don't win any games or only win one game by the time that LA game comes around and then they cuz they have at Tennessee right after that LA game, if they lose in Tennessee, he's done. Gone. Yeah. Whether it's him resigning or getting fired or both it'll be like, you're fired. You can't fire me. I quit. Like, I feel like that's what will happen. Yeah. Cause that's how he is. Yeah. That is my prediction.
1: Um, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, put out a statement. I think it was either today or yesterday. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. That was the saddest statement I've ever fucking read.
1: Where he basically said, he's like, he has to earn everybody's respect back now after that, which for those of you who don't understand why this is such an issue, he's supposed to be the leader of this team and he straight up abandoned them after a heartbreaking Thursday night loss to go fuck around at a bar like he didn't um a lot of people are saying like this is the only time I've ever heard of a, a coach not riding the plane back with the players
0: he just didn't care um yeah, it's really funny because like a, a bunch of players were like yeah he he told us that He was tired and wanted to see some family, so he canceled the team meeting on Monday. Like, that came out... um, That came out, like, Monday afternoon... Or, no, yesterday... Yesterday morning, that came out that... It was like, yeah, he even canceled the team meeting. For Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Like... He straight up said fuck it for the entire weekend and just didn't interact with his team. What's so
1: weird about this is, like... Why did he even take this job? He doesn't seem like he wants it. He hasn't seemed like he wanted it since the first game because week one, he had to answer questions of whether or not he was going to go to USC.
0: So like, what was even the point of him taking this job? Like, uh, sorry, I posted those tweets. Those are uh, the whole thing. The whole thread about it.
1: Yeah. Um, The the statement from Shad Khan, by the way, was, I have addressed this matter with Urban. Specifics of our conversation will be held in confidence. What I will say is his conduct last weekend is inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I am confident he will deliver. So it's obvious he got lured to the NFL with the allure of, you know, you get to coach Trevor Lawrence, who's considered to be this once-in-the-generation talent, you know. Whether or not Trevor Lawrence ends up turning into that is, you know, still to be decided. But what what makes this situation so shitty is this is the best the Jaguars have looked in a long time, this Thursday night game. Like, they could have won, and they have if this team is in like a unified spot, they could easily beat the Titans or the Dolphins. Both of those teams do not look very good right now, but it's, it's just a mess. I don't understand what urban Meyer's doing in the NFL.
0: I don't get it. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to read this, this Twitter thread, um, or at least skim it. Um, so the, uh, this was a tweet that came out. Uh, this was yesterday morning. <clears throat> so Tuesday morning, um, that the, the Urban Meyer situation had reached a, a crisis point. Uh, someone said that when he was first signed, he had zero, he had very little credibility to begin with and now it is like below zero. <laughs> and that uh, players were specifically upset when he canceled Monday mornings meeting because P- and the players assume he was too scared to face them. Ugh. And then he didn't even apologize to the team as a whole. He just apologized to position groups. Uh, individually and just said that the woman was just someone who was just there dancing um quick side then, note that's literally not
1: true because <laughs> uh pft commenter from part my take did some digging and found that urban meyer has tagged her in photos before that he's posted over the years so
0: <laughs> literally <laughs> a lie um and then one one player said uh Right when he left the locker room, everyone started laughing hysterically, and he, he could hear it. Like, there's no way he didn't hear it. And then he was like, and then some players said, it's bad. I don't know how he's going to function as a coach. So, looking forward to the Jags game this week.
1: Oh my god.
2: Just overall, when your players are in, now have a greater leadership position than your coach, like it's not a very good situation to be in. That's
0: a bold take, I know, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, they could lead themselves out of it and like go win and just not by just not listening to him. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like a. So
1: do you guys know anything about Bobby Petrino's stint in Atlanta when when the Falcons hired him?
2: Uh, I know as much as what was covered in John Boy's.
1: <laughs> yeah, the similarities are eerie, like. Yeah, because Petrino was again that. a really crooked kind of lying deceiving college coach who came to the NFL and immediately like didn't treat any of the players like pros because he didn't understand how to be a pro coach. And like Urban Meyer's done the same thing because NFL players are professionals. They do this for a living. When they were having problems with CJ Henderson, their player who had played 10 games and they just traded. Urban Meyer said that he had been talking to CJ and his parents about, like, his performance with the team. His parents. <laughs> he called up the parents of a 20-something-year-old NFL professional to talk about his career. He's not a fucking college student, Urban!
0: CJ Anderson is, like, 30.
1: Yeah. No, been Henderson, around a while. Henderson, not Anderson. Oh, uh, I think he was one of their draft picks last year.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, he's 23. Um, <laughs> it's
1: like, he thinks he still has to teach these guys like how to be athletes. Um, He rubbed a bunch of players the wrong way because he was telling them that they have to hustle to hydrate. And <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, we know we have to drink water. We're athletes. We're, we made it to the NFL. We know. So, and just like, uh, just like Urban Meyer, Bobby Petrino told Arthur Blank, You have a head coach after he'd pissed everybody off and then left to go take the University of Arkansas job. And, uh, yeah, so 13 games, three and 10 is the bar to, uh, beat. Uh, Urban Meyer might beat that.
0: I think role. he could that... make it to one and 12. Yeah. I
1: see. If it was just bad performance, I'd say that, but I think with how bad of a distraction he is, if they get to,
0: like, 1 in 10, he's done. Yeah, maybe. Opinion. I mean, you know, but, like, see, I gotta say, that statement that the Jags owner put out had me rolling, because, like, imagine having to fucking putting that statement out. Yeah. Like, like that statement is just, like, this fucker. <laughs> he's, like, he wrote that with just, like, he didn't even, like... I, I don't even know how to put into words how ridiculous that statement is because to me it just seems like I, I don't know how to describe it so <laughs> it is absurd just to go along with like the little prediction
2: thing and this is a, with a grain of salt because obviously they're going to say this but there was a writer who does like college football work he said 85 percent of power five athletic department or athletic directors Said that they would not hire Urban Meyer, and it was six like sixty some percent of Group of Five. So obviously, a lot of them are just going to say that just to say like pretend they have morals when they're exploiting college students. But that's another discussion. But uh, so I, I don't know if U.S. if USC is like serious and they actually go after him because I think that's the only job he really take like realistically that's going to be open. If they're serious, then yeah, I can see like you know. One win and he then he'll leave. But otherwise, I think he at least like lasts till the end of the season, unless the players just absolutely revolt,
0: which I could see because I I feel like I mean like the Jags isn't even like a terrible terrible roster. No, like they have talent, especially like with Trevor Lawrence. Like the team should be almost built around him if he's considered such a gigantic. Uh, like, talent.
1: Man, it's almost like wasting your second, first-round draft pick on a running back that you don't need isn't a good way to build a roster around your young quarterback. When they took ETN, like, 10th overall, when it was like,
0: how about literally any
1: other position? Because you have James Robinson.
0: Yeah, like, the thing is, so they they took him, tw- like, 20, hmm, mid-20s, and... um. They could have, like, the offensive line uh, selections in this draft were super deep. There were a ton of really good linemen, which is what they need, and they didn't. Like, (laughs) and now you have Trevor Lawrence, you know, running around a bunch in the pocket, which isn't exactly his best skill. But, yeah.
1: Yep, so, uh, I'm predicting week 12 against the, the Rams. Uh, that's when
0: he's done. Noah's saying full season. Austin, you're saying, like, what?
1: 12 13 games?
0: Yeah, after, the ten- after they lose the Tennessee <laughs> game, which is after they lose the Rams game. All right, I'm going to write this down then. All right. <laughs> Urban Meyer
1: over under. Matthew versus Rams. Austin versus Titans. Noah
0: full season. Well, I mean... Like the thing about Urban Meyer is it—it it seems like his entire personality is based around the drama that he's currently facing, because that's—it's like what he did at Ohio State. That's like all he did was cause controversy while, like, while leading an, uh, you know, an amazing season every year. But I feel like ninety percent of that is not because he's a good coach and just because Ohio State is one of the best football programs around. Um, that's a discussion for another time. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he was just like week four. We almost won. Life's boring. We just spice it up, and so he just went and <laughs> caused his own shit. <laughs> like yeah. that's what it feels like he's doing. Yeah. So
1: big surprise, college coaches. You can't just go get the best talent in the in the country. You have to actually fucking scout and
0: draft and work at it. <laughs> Who would have thought? And coach. So yeah, good old Meyer. Like, honestly, though, in in uh, in college football, all you need is a an insane quarterback, insane running back. A good defensive player you'll win the natty like (laughs) like, or you'll at least be like top 10 by the end of the season yeah but Uh,
2: you just have to have like boosters who is going to pay for the entire team you know under the table to show up
0: yeah like that's exact that almost seems like exactly what they were thinking when they drafted etn is they drafted like two of the best offensive players in the drafts right out of the bat we should win, right? Like, it seems making... like that was their entire line of thinking. We're like, we have Miles Jack back there. He's good.
1: <laughs> Guess you know, it's been, like,
0: the you, worst you, player on a call co-
1: or on an NFL team is the best player on a college team, by the way.
2: Mm, mm, I'm going to disagree with that one, but that, that's another. Thing. We you never know, I mean, players.
1: you've got to be in like the top 5% of college players to even make it to the NFL, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, the only thing is, it's just like really heavily position based. Yeah. So,
1: any other thoughts we have on this?
2: I, I mean, I want to add to what Austin said. Basically, it's like when you play NCAA fourteen and you just scout all the five star, you're like, yeah, we're good now. Yeah, it's, it's basically just what they did. It seems like.
1: <laughs> Can anybody hear block? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Jaguars are a mess. Herb Meyers, a joke. Uh, football. Go Bengals. Bengals are three and one and leading the division. Who would have seen that coming?
2: Uh, uh, probably Jack.
1: Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. So uh, the Jaguars did not get their first win of the season, but you know who did? The New York Football Jets beat yes, the titans 27-24 in overtime. Conveniently, the one week we don't do pickems, so Noah doesn't even get to pick the Jets right. Now. So mad. pissing with rage. <laughs> sweating with anger. Um pick them in spirit. Yeah. Uh the Titans are a goddamn mess. I don't know what to think of them. They just Their O-line is so bad. Like, not often do you have your running back run for 157 yards and you still lose. Um, And, like, Tannehill did not even do that bad. He was 30 of 49 for just under 300 yards and a touchdown. Um, But they gave up seven sacks. Um, Zach Wilson...
0: Oh, go ahead, sorry. uh, Sorry, I was just going to say what's really, really interesting to me is how the time of possession and the plays, the Titans yeah. had the ball for about 40 minutes compared to the Jets 30, but the Titans ran 93 plays compared to the Jets 60 and still lost. And outgained them by almost 85 yards and still lost.
1: hmm <clears throat> Um, and weirdly too, is the Jets were the only ones with a turnover. So, uh, Zach Wilson did finally show something. um, That touchdown he threw in the fourth quarter where he was scrambling out to his right and he was directing traffic and just pointing the guy like, go, (laughs) and then just threw a bomb to the to the end zone. That was awesome. Yeah,
2: I said this like before the draft. I'm sure you guys might remember, back. I firmly believe Zach Wilson was the best quarterback in the draft. Maybe Justin Fields is better, but like actually, no, Justin Fields is probably better, but still. I, Zach Wilson's a solid number two best quarterback in that draft, and I feel like he's going to be another Sam Darnold situation where he's going to suck in New York except for Showtime's of brilliance and then go somewhere else eventually and shine.
1: Yeah. Um, Sala put together a better game than he has the last two weeks. He was kind of rubbing people the wrong way, so hopefully he doesn't end up being Adam Gase part two. Um, it's just down to the team's management surrounding him with some talent and protecting him, you know, with like a good O line or whatever. No. Because you know, Darnold should have been a lesson because we're all seeing how good he's looked in Carolina. Like you got you need to surround your quarterback with talent and like a competent coach. You can't just throw him out there and be like, You got this. So Jets get on the
0: board though. Good for them. There was also um there was another throw. I know it got posted in our Discord, but I'm not I can't be bothered to go look for it to get all the, the full context. But there was like a third and fifteen in their own territory. And Wilson was just scrambling all over. And then out of nowhere, he had he hadn't been looking towards the left sideline like the entire time he was running. And then he looked and just threw a fucking bullet to the sideline. And the receiver toe tapped, and I watched that. On Twitter and I was like that was Zach Wilson at BYU he was doing that like every play and so yeah. when I saw that I was like hey he's he's there so yeah I, it, I this game gave me hope for Zach Wilson because I really liked him at BYU I thought he was really impressive
2: yeah
1: oh well, we should also mention uh fat Randy was out again and he missed an overtime field goal that would have tied the game with like 13 seconds left um so good job Randy uh titans fall to two and
0: two but are still in the lead of the division
1: i think the afc south is in the AFC <laughs> east so
0: yeah yeah it is gonna be this year especially if like i don't understand how derrick henry can run for 157 yards and lose yeah which is incredible because their o-line
1: cannot block anything and he still ripped off nearly five yards of rush <laughs> so
0: <laughs> which That's by the way Um, Derek Henry is currently on pace to break Eric Dickerson's record. (laughs) Um, He has 510 yards in four games. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, he's literally beef tank. It's ridiculous. (laughs)
1: Uh, Another rookie quarterback who got his first career win. The Bears beat the Lions 24-14. Once again, it's just been like the Lions look solid, but they can't finish things out. They had 3 straight trips to the red zone in the first half and they ended up with 0 points. Um which included yeah. that that special play where the defensive lineman for the Bears caught the snap because it bounced off of Jared Goff's shoulder. Um did you guys watch the the camera the end zone view of that like so you can see Goff's reaction to it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now He doesn't even like scramble. It bounces and then he sees it happens. And you just see like his expression drop. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> 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 um, Justin Fields was only he only threw 17 times 11 to 17 with an interception. David Montgomery, 23 carries for 106 yards. He was basically the offense, but um, he suffered, I believe, a, a lower ankle sprain, I believe is what the injury was. And he's estimated to be out for about four weeks, which is not good because... Oh, was his knee? Oh, was it his knee? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Matt Nagy got a lot of shit after the Cleveland game because he put together a terrible game plan that didn't take advantage of Justin Fields' strengths at all. Um, And it resulted in him getting sacked nine times. And he put together a much better game because he only got sacked once. And uh, the Bears actually moved up and down the field and scored points.
0: So... I feel like I will say, take this with a grain of salt because it was the Lions. So yeah. was it a better game plan? Or were you against the Lions and not the Browns? Yeah, yeah. The the Browns defense has been ridiculous
1: the last two weeks, and we'll get <clears> to <throat> that in a moment. But yeah, this is your classic, like, get right game. You know, you got your ass whipped and it's like, just go beat the hell out of this bad team.
0: Feel a little better about yourself. Um, Yeah. And unfortunately for the Lions, they have not eaten anyone's kneecaps yet.
1: Yeah, they got Dan Campbell. He needs to switch to like three extra large coffees instead of two. Um, Hmm.
2: (laughs) I think with our injuries, I'm kind of starting to worry we're not going to win a game at this point. I got
0: a chance this week.
1: (laughs) I think I think with the Lions like. I like what Dan Campbell's doing. I think he's going for it a fourth down a little too much, which is weird for me to say, because I loved that he went for it on fourth down twice in the first quarter of week one. Um, But I, I think the Lions went into this year knowing they weren't going to be very good. I think they're going to win a game eventually. Like, Goff is a good enough passer, and, like, the team looks solid. So they just need to finish that's out the,
0: some of their drives. That's the thing is, like, they could have beat the Ravens. And yeah, they, I mean they—they're like, other than the Green Bay game, they really could be three and one. Like, really, they would limit their mistakes a little bit. But yeah, yeah,
3: yep. So that is that. Any other closing thoughts on that?
0: Uh, go Lions! <laughs> right. Hey, positive take out of this week is you didn't give up the longest field goal in NFL history two weeks in a nah, row.
2: we didn't last week either, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, another team that got their first win in the season. Classic cornered animal game. The Colts beat the Dolphins 27-17 Yeah, uh,
0: I think the Dolphins are bad. Mm. Granted, <laughs> they're being led by Brisket, so and Brisket's not bad. I yeah, just don't brisket. I don't know if they've really
2: formed their game
0: around him yet.
2: The they're, Dolphins.
0: Yeah. Oh god. Their problem is he doesn't fit into this offensive system that they run. Like they he is not Tua, he can't fly around the field. He can't throw deep balls to Devontae Parker like I, I saw a stat because I hate to bring this up, but I have Devontae Parker on my fantasy team and I was Boo. reading about and, No, look and Boo. he wasn't getting he Boo. wasn't getting very many points, and so I read about it and then I read about how Jacoby Brissett is not Tua, and he doesn't throw deep balls. He He's yeah. checkdowns. Like, all of his targets were going to, like, Gesicki, and the running backs out of the backfield. They had, yeah. like, a combined, like, 25 targets, and Devontae Parker had, like, three. Like, they're, they have to work out, especially, because I don't know what Tua's injury is. Like, I, I can't remember how it's, long he's uh, out.
1: rib injury, and I think it's, like, three to four weeks. Gotcha. Because,
0: yeah. yeah, and it doesn't help that Will Fuller is also out. Yeah. So Will,
1: Will Fuller is literally the glass bones paper skin guy or paper skin guy
0: from SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think yeah. he's ever finished a full season. Um, but yeah, I think it's growing. It's unfortunate growing pains to have an unexpected quarterback, brand new to the team as well. Because brisket was on the Colts last year, right? Mm-hmm. He's Philip Rivers' backup. Yeah, he was the starter <laughs> the year before that too. Yeah, and but Andrew Luck just <laughs>
1: yeah. Brissett is like, he reminds me of Terod Taylor a lot. Um, they're both very safe with the ball. They're not going to really chuck it downfield. They're very efficient, but not flashy. You know, he's like a like a budget Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, because he can't run. Yeah, um, <laughs> that and the Dolphins O line is awful. Um,
0: they don't have a this... running game. Mm-mm.
1: This team reminds me a lot of the 2019 Browns because the Browns were a team that rolled into the season that that ended the la- the year before that hot. And everybody's like, dude, they could be a playoff team. They got a good young quarterback. Like, look at all this talent. And then they forgot about their offensive line. <laughs> um, and yeah, just like the Browns, they're coming out of the gates pretty flat.
0: <clears throat> it's not great. It's not a great sign when you're starting running back finish finishes a game with two carries for three yards yeah um on the Colt side of it Carson Wentz looked all right
1: um he's still kind of hobbling around with his two sprained ankles uh Jonathan Taylor basically carried the offense for most of the game um this game really was not that close it was like 17 to three very deep into it um Dolphins scored a lot in garbage time, but the Dolphins are in trouble because it's they won week one and then they've had three straight ass kickings. Well, not well, two straight ass kickings and then an overtime loss to the Raiders. They might be like the hardest team in the league to judge right now.
0: Yeah, I think I think they'll get better as time goes on. Um, however, unfortunately, I feel like it'll be one of those situations where Brissett finally gets like comfortable and then two is ready to come back. And they have to almost restart again.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that's enough about that game. Uh, let's move on to the uh, the Browns Vikings, or the Browns win a defensive slugfest, fourteen to seven. And that is a they got to fourteen in a very weird way, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we'll we'll talk about the Vikings real quick. They scored a touchdown on their first uh, offensive possession, and that was it. Yeah. Um, right before half, the Browns scored a touchdown. Uh, I don't remember. Did the, I'm assuming the Vikings got a penalty because they went for two.
0: Got um, it. Um, yeah. Uh, or no. No, there was no penalty. They just went for it because <laughs> why not? <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, But the Browns went for it, took an eight seven lead. Yeah, I, I, I that pissed me. I was watching and I was pissed. I was like, "What are they doing?" It took an eight seven lead to take an eight to seven lead. Anyway,
1: I imagine they did it because the like both defenses were really good and Baker was struggling, and they're like, "We can get the lead now. Let's just do it." (laughs) So, uh. Then they got they made a stop on the Vikings, got the ball back, kicked a field goal, to go in halftime 11 to 7.
0: We got to talk about this. Okay. We got to talk about this. All right. So, okay. It was it was second and 10. Or excuse me, there was a holding penalty. It was second and 20. No. Third and 20. It was third and 20. And the Vikings were in prevent defense. On third and twenty from Cleveland's own twenty-six yard line, and they gave up a thirty-three yard run <laughs> because they were in prevent defense. Uh. That allowed the Bengal Browns to um that that got them up to like the Minnesota forty yard line or something. Um, and then they just threw a little a little check down to get ten more yards. And then they just kicked the field goal. I was pissed because the thing is, Kareem Hunt wasn't challenged until he was at the first down marker because everyone (laughs) else was at, like, the 20-yard line. Baker Mayfield is great. He can't throw it that far. What are they doing? Oh, my God, I was pissed. Especially Uh, because the Browns were out of timeouts. They couldn't stop the clock. (laughs) So, like, what were they going to (laughs) do? Oh, my God, I was so mad watching that. And in all honesty, it kind of ended up losing us the game because at the end, the Vikings actually got really close to scoring. And if it if it was only a a you know a three point game, they could have just kicked the field goal, and it would have been a chip shot. Yeah. Because they ended the game on like the twenty five, but nope. Oh, that game was infuriating to watch. I didn't watch most of it because it was really a really boring defensive game. Um, but man.
1: Yeah. Uh, I should probably talk about Baker did not look good. This game either. He was 15 out of 33 for 155 yards. He missed like a couple touch. He, he missed a, like a wide open touchdown throw. He on did. One play. It looked a lot um, like 2018 Baker. I think he's dealing cause he, he injured his non throwing shoulder against the Texans. Mm-hmm. I think he's still dealing with that a little bit. Cause like he Baker's thing is he is like ridiculously accurate and efficient. He may not be the sling it down the field guy, but he it's like the the death by a thousand paper cuts style of offense where they're just going to keep chipping away and taking what the defense gives them. Um, and Baker did not look like that at all. But I think it's a combination of that and
0: they're missing Jarvis Landry right now. Yeah, Um <clears throat> and I mean, I will say the Vikings' defense has seemed pretty good this year. They have seemed, seemed pretty good this year. So it's tough defense for him to go up against. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, one other thing I will say is Dalvin Cook came back from his ankle injury, and he didn't do shit. So he ran yep. nine for thirty-four yards. So,
1: yeah, date, and un- date, unfortunately. Date. Yeah, when you have basically the centerpiece of your offense coming off an injury going against probably the best defensive line in football right now, uh, it's a recipe for disaster.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Also, uh, another recipe for disaster. He got hurt again. So (laughs) Dalvin Cook is fantastic, but that man cannot stay healthy. He's like he's like late career Adrian Peterson. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Except without beating his kids. That's why I said late career because it was after after that. Well,
2: Austin, you know what they say about thirty-four yards, right?
0: Sure, they say some words about it. (laughs) Uh,
2: Uh, He's walking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As soon as he said that, I was like, if no one doesn't say it, I'm going to say it. So that was Browns Vikings. Browns are three and one Vikings one and three. The Vikings are so close to being undefeated.
0: I can. Yeah, exactly. That is three one score losses. We're looking to take the Chargers title this year.
1: They are the new yeah, Chargers. That's
2: tough. That's yeah. tough. Oh, that's tough, man.
1: Well, the Vi- Well, Kirk cousins has replaced Phillip rivers as like the goofiest quarterback in the league. Um, Cause Kyle <laughs> Shanahan said a couple weeks ago that Kirk cousins swag is
0: that he has no swag. i've never looked i've never seen someone look so lost yet confident on a football field (laughs) he has so
1: much dad energy like he belongs there but he's just a goddamn dork so yeah uh that's that uh falcons did it again they they choked again to the washington football yeah they did yeah uh, Taylor Heineke might be pretty fucking good. <laughs> no. Like we already kind of knew. He no was, way. uh,
0: 23 of 33,
1: 290 yards, three touchdowns, including that ridiculous throw to, uh, Terry McLaurin where he was like falling down and just kind of chucked it up. And it went into the end zone and both Falcons defenders that were there just didn't even try. And Terry McLaurin was like, Oh, don't mind if I do uh, touchdown. And then, scrambling for his life and he dumps it off to uh, JD McKissick who dives for the end zone and gets across the pylon with like 20 seconds left uh, to take a 34-30 lead the Falcons had an 88% win probability in this game but nothing no lead is safe with the Falcons holding it
3: yep uh, Pain.
1: yeah Matt Ryan threw four touchdowns <laughs> Sure did. The The other thing, too, is uh, I think the Falcons are the first team to figure out how to use Cordero Patterson. Because yeah, I'm
0: pissed about it.
1: <laughs> this is Like, he is one of the best receivers in the league right now, and it makes yep. no sense.
0: Yeah, because he's good. <laughs> like, So, obviously, Vikings fan, I know a lot about Cordero Patterson. He was one of my favorite players uh, back when we had him. Like, he was one of my favorite players in the league. And then it, we we had him in like his third or fourth career year, and we just stopped using him, and then yeah. we just let him go.
1: He he's always been like a return specialist, yeah, and like he's been used as a as like an impromptu running back a lot, mm-hmm. and he's pretty good at that. But like nobody, it, a lot like Devin Hester, nobody's ever really been able to figure out how to make him a really consistent receiver until now.
0: Yeah, he's like I've always known he's really really good. And we've just never used him in the positions that he can be made really good. He caught three touchdowns. (laughs) He has already equaled his career high in touchdowns in one season.
1: He also has more three touchdown games than Julio Jones has in his entire Falcons career. Man. Which is, it's one, but it's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) still more than Julio. (laughs) Oh, man. Yep. Uh, Texans, Bills. The Bills are the most ridiculous defense in the league right now. This is their second shutout in three games. Um, they terrorized Davis Mills, who threw four interceptions. Uh, and then Josh Allen threw two touchdowns. Trubisky came in and had a run for eight yards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to read some of the the splits because the browns kicked the uh, kicked the uh, bears asses last year or last week but it wasn't this lopsided. So the Bills outgained the Texans 450 yards to 109. Uh 6.3 yards per play compared to the Texans 2.6. Uh the Texans had six first downs. They were one for nine on third down, one for two on fourth down. Uh, They ran 42 plays compared to the Bills. 72, three sacks, five punts, 10 penalties for 100 yards. Also, they fumbled and then had four picks. So just about as thorough of an ass kicking as there is.
0: I got to say, <clears throat> if Davis Mills continues to be this bad, we're going to get some Jeff Driscoll action, and I'm all here for it. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, he is not ready to be a starter. And, like, obviously he got kind of thrust in because of um Terod Taylor's entry. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? I There is one good stat the Texans had. Dude, Cameron Johnston, five punts, 251 yards, averaging 50 point two yards per punt.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a punting game.
1: I want to see some punting. He's a weapon. So yeah, that's about it.
0: Um uh, once I'm again, punting. I would like to point out the Texans outgained um by 62 yards. They outgained the Bears last week. But reminder the Bears scored twice. Two separate drives they scored with 47 total yards. I can't get over that.
1: <laughs> That's because they gained yards and then they just lose them all in the next drive. <laughs> I know, but it just fucking gets me. At
0: 47 yards of total offense, they scored twice. Yep. Oh, sorry. I just that boggles my mind. I've, it's the most Bears thing I've ever fucking heard.
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a little hot take here. The Bills are the best team in the NFL right now. I agree.
2: Mm, I do not agree.
1: L. Uh, well, we're going to find out with uh, a Sunday night game this week, which I can't wait when we get to pickups to talk about that one. Um, but moving on to the next game, I don't understand oh. the Saints. Wait, what? I was going to say, I was going to say the
2: Browns are the best team. And oh, that's true. purely based on fact and not opinion. Very objective.
1: I don't understand the Saints at all. They beat the shit out of the Packers week one. Then they get dominated by the Panthers week two. They convincingly beat the Patriots week three. And then they lose to the Giants in overtime in week four. Um,
2: You know what they say? uh, Saints are where you want to go if you want to see football. Uh, Who says that? They
1: They do. (laughs) (laughs) And the worst part is we can't even blame this on like uh, Jameis Winston being ridiculous because he didn't even have a turnover. Uh, Oh, wait, no. Oh, no. Taysom Hill threw the pick. That's what it was. Yeah, it was a little too much Taysom Hill this week,
0: unfortunately. And what's interesting is Alvin Kamara finally showed up to a game and he ran for 120 yards. Yeah. And then they lost. (laughs) I'd like (laughs) to point out there were 48 seconds left in the game when the Saints had a 94% chance to win. Jesus. Uh,
1: Kadarius Tony actually had a game for once because after two games, he was sitting on negative two receiving yards. Yeah. Um, six receptions for 78 yards. Daniel Jones, two weeks in a row, has actually played really well. 402 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. I have um, always
0: held that Daniel Jones is not bad. The Giants are just bad. And... He's he's the new James Winston.
1: Like, he really is, because both of them throw gaudy numbers, but they also have, like, they just turn the ball over all the time in goofy-ass ways. And they're just, like, hilarious to watch, because they're super clumsy, but, like, ridiculously
0: talented. Um, I'd also like to point out, fuck the NFL overtime rules, because the game was once again decided by a coin toss, since the Giants went down and scored a touchdown. The Saints <laughs> literally didn't get the ball in overtime. And I I hate the people that say, well, their defense should have just stopped them. Well, in a really high scoring game like this is not a really high scoring game, but in a really high scoring game and you just don't even get the ball like that's stupid. I
1: I would simply just get the ball. I don't understand the strategy behind that, if I'm being honest. (sighs) (laughs) Uh, Matthew, can you splice in the clip of uh, when the the Giants won the overtime coin toss? Because that was great, by the way. It's hilarious. Have have you not seen that clip? What? Wait, what? what, Did something happen? When they did the coin toss, the Giants player was out there. He was like super enthusiastic. They're like heads or tails. And he's like, give me heads. And then they win the toss. And he's like, we want that fucker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did that get caught on the mic?
1: It did partially. Oh, let's go. That's hilarious. So the Giants finally win. Uh, Boo, because I hate the Giants, but. Good on that. Uh the Chiefs are the most overrated team in football right now. I'm going to throw that hot take out there too while I'm at it. So, yes, yeah. I know Pat Mahomes threw five touchdowns in this game. That's absurd. I know the Eagles <laughs> never forced a punt. But the Chiefs defense against a shitty Eagles team never forced a punt. There were zero punts in this game. Um I hate that. Yeah, both teams basically just marched up and down the field. The Eagles had three touchdowns taken off the board because of penalties. All three times they settled for field goals. That's a loss of 12 points. They lost by 12 points. Um, I'm sorry, but the Chiefs, you're not going to win Super Bowls by just being bailed out by high-end talent because we saw that last year. Because what did the Chiefs spend all of the second half of last year doing? It was getting into shootouts with shitty teams and barely beating them. You know, Mm -hmm. the only reason they beat the Falcons was because of a missed field goal.
0: Uh, A lot of penalties and the Falcons. Falcons.
1: Tyreek Hill had 250 receiving yards in the first half against the Buccaneers and they won that game by one score. Think about that. One player had 250 yards in one half and they won by a score. The like we saw it last week they had four turnovers against the the Chargers like yes Mahomes Kelsey and Hill maybe the best trio of skill position players in the league and Clyde Edwards Lair actually had a good game for once I will say that it's like probably the first good game he's had definitely of this season maybe of the last year but like <laughs> Like, name the other receivers on this team. Name their star O-lineman. Name their star defensive players. They don't have any.
0: Um, McCole Hardman's pretty good.
1: All right, I'll give you that one. <laughs> but, like, they are literally just a mediocre team bailed out by a good coach and a good quarterback.
0: Yeah, it's getting to be that way. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, like we said last after, or I guess we didn't say it after last week because there wasn't a show last week. Yeah, But it was the first time that Andy Reid was under 500 in his entire time at the Chiefs. And it was the first time uh, Mahomes was under 500 in his entire NFL career.
1: It's also the first so. time that Mahomes had ever thrown an interception in September. And also the first time his first ever losses in September in his career.
0: Yeah, which is pretty nuts.
1: Yeah, like they're obviously going to be in the playoffs. Maybe win the division. You know, the Chargers look good. The Raiders, if they stop fucking up, look good. The Broncos started out three and zero.
0: I never thought I would see the Chiefs at the <laughs> bottom of this division. But here we are. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I watched this game basically in entirety because it was the only game that was on TV for some reason I just didn't get a Fox game on Sunday. I only got one CBS game. It was so weird. Um, and even though it was a shootout, it was so goddamn boring. Because it was like you knew what was going to happen. Every single drive, He was like, "Yeah, they're gonna go down the field because neither team can make a
0: stop. So is and there there were also a lot of turnovers that ended up getting called back. yeah, like there were a lot there were a lot of fumbles in this game, and then like none of them counted. Mm-hmm. There was one
1: chief's interception, that was basically it. The time of possession was nearly split down the middle. And if the Eagles had stayed out of their own way, this would have been a 42-42 overtime game, which would have been kind
0: of cool. But yeah. Um, and yeah, it's also worth noting that Mahomes interception was really bad. Yeah. That was a really bad throw.
1: It It's almost like like Mahomes is special because he can do shit that like nobody else can. Like when you need somebody to play Hero Ball, he's probably the best in the league at it. But it seems like the Chiefs' entire game... Shut up. No, we know you like Matt Stafford. Um... And I don't like Pat Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, to me, I like to think that Pat Mahomes is uh, Jim Carrey, but with his arm. And like the way that Jim Carrey can control his face, that's what Pat Mahomes does with his arm.
2: <laughs> uh, but no, like... I just got to go find every single highlight of Matthew Stafford doing exactly what Pat Mahomes has done for the past 10 years.
1: Yes, we know. Bounce Stafford's really good. Anyway, as I was saying, um, <laughs> what the fuck was I going to say? I lost it now. Oh, but like, it seems like the Chiefs' entire game plan is just let's have Pat Mahomes play Hero Ball. And it's like, dude, that only holds up for so long. Yeah.
0: And it has clearly stopped holding up. Yeah. We're
1: saying this after they won forty-two to thirty, which is funny, but I'm like,
0: Ugh. It's funny <laughs> because I mean it's funny because they should have blown the Eagles out of the water because they yeah. are straight up dog water. I will admit Jalen Hurts had a really good game. Oh yeah. Like he probably had his best career game so far against the Chiefs.
1: Yeah. So but when you can't stop the Eagles a single time, that's
0: that's concerning. that's a problem because they don't <laughs> like Name an offensive player on the Eagles that isn't Jalen Hurts or Dallas Godert or Dallas Go-Gurt. Dallas Go-Gurt. <laughs>
3: Dallas go <Go-Gurt.
1: laughs> Oh my God. Anyway, that was Chiefs-Eagles. Um, the other, or one of the other undefeated teams finally fell. The Panthers fell to the Cowboys 36-28. Uh, Jack Prescott might be really good. Um, he only, they had four touchdowns on 14 completions. Um, Elliott ran for 143 yards. Tony Pollard ran for 67. And it's funny because coming into this game, the Panthers run defense had been on like a historically great pace. And then they gave up 210 rushing yards or sorry, 245 rushing yards. Um, I'm not sold on the Panthers at all. I, yeah, I I never thought they were going to be like, oh, they're going deep into the playoffs. I thought they were think, yeah. a mid-tier team or whatever. I think um, this is their
2: first game, and they kind of showed where they really are. Like, You know, they, they put up a little bit of a fight, but they're, they're nowhere near a, a competitor this season. I don't think.
1: Yeah, it didn't help that McCaffrey's out right now for a couple of weeks. He was probably their best player. Uh, Darnold threw two interceptions, also threw two touchdowns. Uh, ran for two more. So like Darnold still had a good game, but you know, turnovers yeah. cost them. Uh fucking what is his name? I'm drawing a blank on it. Trevon Diggs for the Cowboys has five interceptions through the first four games. Like holy shit. Him combined with um oh my god, why am I drawing a blank on his name? The linebacker the Cowboys drafted, Mike Parsons. Those two guys might be leading like another. They might finally be like the first good defensive players. The Cowboys have had in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Union Pacific. Uh, <laughs> you need shit moved. Union Pacific. All right. Um. Yeah. Oh, there's one more. Yeah, the Cowboys pretty much kicked ass. They didn't allow a single sack. Uh. And also no turnovers. That's what'll that'll win you football games. So I think the
0: Panthers can be a wild card team. Yeah, but... I was gonna that's exactly what I was sitting here waiting to say is I think they'll make the wild card, but they'll probably be a first round exit. They might yeah. give they might give the team whoever whoever they play, they might give them a headache. But I don't I don't know. I mean obviously it's only the fourth game of the season. There's a lot of season left. They can they have a lot to build on. They could be really good. Especially yeah. if McCaffrey comes back and stays fucking healthy for once. Then yeah. There's a lot of potential, which is oh, cool. Yeah. It's especially cool to me to see Darnold like actually fucking do good cuz I've known he's this good.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy to see Darnold playing really well. Um moving on to another NFC showdown. The Seahawks beat the 49ers 28-21. This was a weird game because it's a one-score game, but it was way more lopsided than that. Um <clears throat> Right on schedule, Garoppolo got hurt. He had 165 yards, touchdown and interception, and then he hurt. Uh, I believe. At the time he spoke about it, he didn't know what it was. He said it was something in his calf, but Trey Lance took over and he threw two touchdowns, but was nine of 18. Also ran seven times for 41 yards. The 49ers kind of flirted with a comeback towards the end of that game, and they like outgained the Seahawks in, in every single category, but they weren't completing any of those drives or anything and the Seahawks end up getting their second win, drawn even at 500. Uh, yeah. Don't really have anything to say about this game, because I didn't get to see it, and I don't really care about either team.
0: <laughs> What's just really interesting to me is how many short... Every drive was, like, under three minutes. Yeah. Um, each team had the ball 13 times. Jeez. So yeah, yeah I feel case. like that says a lot about the game. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's also a lot of punts in this game too.
0: So. Yeah, it was a lot of quick three and outs and and yeah.
1: Uh, moving to a much more relevant game, the Cardinals knock the Rams from the undefeated ranks, thirty-seven to twenty, as the Cardinals remain the lone undefeated team in the NFL.
0: So I I got a stat. It's my as a I'm, I've been a Cardinals fan since Kurt Warner played there. Um, and the Cardinals, love the Cardinals, baby. Let's go Cardinals. Um, but this stat. So this is, hang on, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is the eighth season in the Cardinals' entire history, which goes all the way back to when they were in Chicago in the 1920s. This is the eighth season in their franchise history that they have started a season 4-0. and oh. Of those eight seasons, they've only made the playoffs once. And um, let's just talk about the records. So, in 1922, eight and three. 1923, eight and four. 1926, five, six, and one. Uh, ni- 1956, seven and five. 1966, uh, eight, five, and one. 1974 was the year they made the playoffs. They won their wild card game, but lost in the divisional. They went ten and four, and then the last time they went four and zero to start a season was twenty twelve, when they went five and eleven. So four and zero don't mean shit to the Cardinals. Man, I gotta uh,
1: look this up now.
0: Yeah, that that popped up because um, I I am signed up to the the Pro Football Reference emails that are called Stathead thing, yeah. and they just send me shit after every week of like you know interesting little shit, and uh, I saw that. And I just, I had to laugh that the last time the Cardinals started out four and was when they finished five and eleven. Like that's unprecedented, and I don't understand how they did it. Um, but, but yeah, I just Brian thought that was funny. Hoyer was on the twenty twelve Cardinals.
1: Man, I literally never would have guessed that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they started out four and and then <laughs> lost nine straight after that <laughs> guess what team they broke that streak against
0: the Lions <laughs> see
1: when you said 4-0 I was like oh it's got to be one of the Carson Palmer teams nope oh
0: my god. the thing is they beat the Seahawks and the Patriots in their first two games
3: yeah <laughs> Like.
0: oh my oh. god no. the Cardinals are just built different yeah Oh, wait. Shout out one time uh, Larod Stevens Howling and Beanie Wells. Love those guys. (laughs) Um, Anyway. And Kevin Cobb. Oh, my God. John Skelton. Sorry. It's all coming back.
1: Anyway. uh, A game that happened in 2021, though. Kyler Murray, 24-32, 268 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Chase Edmonds, fucking 12 carries for 120 yards. My man, I didn't even know Colt McCoy was on the Cardinals. Hell yeah, he had two carries for negative two yards. Um, Stafford was all right, two touchdowns, interception. Uh, he almost had a one hundred yard rusher. Henderson got up to eighty nine yards. Uh, the um, big thing though was that they just like they just had no answer to the Cardinals on offense.
0: Yeah. Um, I'd also like to point out a uh, shout out to Kyler Murray. He made the Cardinals put in Colt McCoy uh, to kneel the ball. That way his stats didn't go down. <laughs> <laughs> he literally asked the coach, he was like, hey, Colt could do it. <laughs> I don't hurt my stats. They're just like, okay. <laughs> Colt's not doing
1: anything. He'll understand. <laughs> yep. So, no, how do you feel that Stafford is knocked from the undefeated ranks? Uh,
2: I mean, you know. Expected, but it still hurts a little bit. Uh,
3: yeah.
0: But you know, they still look pretty good. Stafford's still going to win MVP this season. Just saying. Yeah, got to give he's still BLT... going to get his first, win, his first ring. You know,
1: yeah. so got to give your division rival a pity win every once in a while. Exactly. He, he's being
2: charitable. He felt yeah. he was like, you know, I remember what it used to be like to lose all those divisional games. I want to get that feeling
1: back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no place like home. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the Steelers suck. They lost 27-17 to the the Packers. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger probably needs to retire. He needs to retire five years ago.
0: Yeah. Um, Shout out to the Steelers for, uh, and not even on one play, just all night not covering Randall Cobb.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, Cobb had five receptions for 69 yards. Nice. Uh, yeah, I feel like an idiot for thinking the Steelers were gonna be like a wild card team because going into this year, I was like hoping that Steelers were gonna suck because I'm a Browns fan and I want to see them duke it out for the division and not have to worry about Steelers. Um, but I am so happy to see them suck because God damn it, I hate them. (laughs) Uh, why do they keep? uh, This is
2: like thirty, really but they keep throwing it a screen pass on fourth and long multiple times, now, like two or three weeks in a row. It's been the same exact play and it's never worked.
1: Yeah. Well, those it's not even on fourth and long. They just keep doing that with Najee Harris and he never gets any yards with it because the Steelers O-line sucks shit. Yeah. Um, like we can't tell like Najee Harris is not having a good year. And I don't know if it's his fault or if the Steelers, like, I think the Steelers offense just sucks.
0: Yeah, I think this is finally the season that I don't know if Mike Tomlin can finally drag another shitty Steelers team to eight and eight or eight and nine or nine and eight. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he's got to win nine games to to keep that streak alive. And that's asking a lot. They're one and three. Yeah, and they
0: have a tough schedule, honestly.
1: Yeah, they uh, I mean, when you lose to the Bengals, like to start out your season, I don't know how the fuck they beat the Bills. Honestly, the Bills beat themselves in that game. Yeah, because yeah. the Steelers did not look good on offense in that game. Um, and their defense is starting to falter, too. Now,
0: so. yeah, because the, th- the thing is, the Bills in that game, if I remember right, they outgained the Steelers by like 150 yards.
3: Yeah. Like Um, it
0: wasn't and they just because the Steelers got that touchdown on the block punt and Josh Allen threw a really untimely interception. Yeah, that that game was a a ton of, you know, failed fourth
1: down conversions or first downs that were wiped away from penalties or really obvious or really easy drops by receivers. It was like the Steelers just had to do the bare minimum and not embarrass themselves and watch the Bills just kind of let it slip away.
0: Yeah, like like I said, it was the first game, and they yeah. just yeah they fell flat. Because I mean, since then the Bills have come out and dominated and set the tone in every game they've played. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just think yeah. it was the first first game, and they just kind of yeah. Yeah. So
1: Steelers bad and stupid and bad and dumb and stupid and bad. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, uh, Ravens rolled into Mile High, and. Smoked the Broncos twenty-three to seven, uh, and unfortunately Teddy Bridgewater got hurt and he got a concussion. And in came the man, the myth, the legend, Horse Cock Lock, um, and he didn't do very well either.
0: Crying and pissing myself to watch Teddy Bridgewater have another insanely dirty hit, knock him the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. hate it here. Yeah. Um.
1: So my my roommate and his girlfriend were in Denver this week and uh, <laughs> our, our buddy that that was that they were visiting there was like, we could go to a Broncos game. And Adam was like, fuck, no, I'm not going to a football game while I'm here. And Adam sent me a, a, a video of just like a line of Broncos fans walking down the street to go to the stadium. And I was like, just give him a couple hours. <laughs> so. I don't think the Broncos are a terrible team, but they were not a powerhouse because they played literally the three worst teams in the league the first three games. Um, yeah, and then they faced an actual team this week, and guess what happened?
0: Um, I'll be honest. I think the Broncos are in the same situation as the Panthers, where I think they're still pretty good. Yeah. They just didn't really play anybody, <laughs> so they like, made them look better than they are. But yeah, They're like a you you know, the they, nine-win team. They held the Ravens to less than 40 points, which the Ravens have the offense to accrue against anybody. So, you know, I think the only downside is there wasn't a lot of offense, but like, like we said, Teddy getting hurt didn't really help that.
1: Yeah. I will say uh, at the very end of the game, the Ravens, instead of kneeling, they ran a a run play towards the left side because they were like four yards short of a hundred yards and they had a streak going of i believe it was 43 consecutive 100 yard rushing games which tied an nfl record and mm. Vic fangio whined about it uh and to that i say cry about it
0: <laughs> yeah like so. i i know like since i work in sports broadcasts i not i speak to a lot of sports players and Um, I've brought up multiple times, like coaches always preach to not give a shit about stats. They preach that to their players, but like, you can't just not care about stats like that. Yeah. Like that shit's cool.
1: If you're, yeah, if you're John Harbaugh, like you have a chance to literally make NFL history. And if your team has 44 consecutive hundred yard rushing games, that means your coach is doing a pretty damn good job. So, you know, Harbaugh and and all those players involved are like, yeah, let's get it. And if you only need four yards, fuck it, do it.
0: <laughs> it would have been really funny if they ran that play and it got stuffed.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they lost like five yards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, like that Falcons running back in the seventies who yeah. was so close to <laughs> Dave Hampton. Uh, yeah, <laughs> got
1: it. And then they stopped the game and gave him the game ball. And then the next play, he lost five yards.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Falcons. Anyway, um, I would like to say, uh, Matt, I. A little extra editing work. Um, I can tell by looking at Teddy Bridgewater's um, uh, profile player profile p- picture um, that these concussions must be getting to him because his hairline is going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
1: I did notice about Teddy Bridgewater. He changed his gloves mid game.
0: Oh, did anybody I else not, notice that? He
1: started the game with white that. gloves, and then by the, uh, he had orange gloves at some point in the game too.
0: Clearly cheating. Yeah. Oh, and that's couldn't decide color season. he wanted to wear that day. Yeah. Like... If you look <laughs> up
1: footage from the game, though, at one point he has white gloves, and at another point he has orange gloves. So
0: <laughs> He's colorblind. He didn't know they were white. He didn't know they weren't <laughs>
1: orange. <laughs> Why does he wear a glove on his throwing hand? It's so weird. Have you ever tried to throw a football with receiver gloves on?
2: I can't throw a football with my bare hands. So I mean...
1: Well, you need to go throw a football. You need to go catch a football and touch some grass while you're at it. The fuck? Uh, um, But no, like part of the throwing motion is that as your arm comes up, you know, the ball goes upwards and then your fingers kind of pull the laces down, which gives it the spiral. But when you have receiver gloves on, it sticks to your palm. So you just, it's like hard to not spike the ball straight into the ground. It's fucking hard to throw with gloves on. I don't get how he does it. So anyway, that's my better. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the Broncos are frauds anyway. next. Wow. Look, we're right. This is a long show so far. Yeah. Finally, not finally, but probably the most important game. Definitely of the week, maybe of the season. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers roll back into the place he called home for 20 years. It was Brady versus Belichick on Sunday night. And, uh... I don't really need to emphasize why this is an important game. Uh, but
2: yeah, because NBC did enough for you.
1: Yeah. Mac Jones. Goddamn, dude, he looked really good in this game. Um, at one point he had 19 consecutive completions. He outplayed Tom Brady. I'm going to say it. Well, yeah, Tom Brady did not have a good game. Yeah, he did not throw a touchdown. Um, unfortunately as i was saying coming into this game tom brady needed 69 yards to become the all-time leading passer in the in nfl history nice and i was like he's gonna throw it to Gronk. the 69th yard will be Gronk. it just makes too much sense and then gronkowski got hurt much to my chagrin so we did not get to see that think of the memes think of the memes we missed out on
0: um but he threw him and Gronk just start fucking on the field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I might cut that, I have to cut that one out. <laughs> um, he, threw, he threw 200 more yards than he needed for the record, but he did not throw the he did not throw a touchdown. The Patriots kept Brady out of the end zone. Um, but Mac Jones like took the fight to him. They drove downfield, and then with about. A minute left uh on fourth and three. Again, Mac Jones had just completed 19 consecutive passes. Belichick decides to try to kick a 56-yard field goal in a monsoon to take a 20 to 19 lead. Uh, and unfortunately, it hits the upright. It does not go through, it is no good, and Brady gets the win in New England on his return there. Um I don't know. It it's a Weird decision, but also it's kind of Belichick with some stones basically saying that I'm not afraid of Tom Brady by kicking the field goal with a minute left because all Brady would have to do, you know, a minute and two timeouts. He's just got to get into field goal range. And that's Belichick saying, I'm not afraid of Brady. I think my defense can stop him. And unfortunately, they didn't get that opportunity because they missed the field goal. But... um. It was uh, it was an interesting game. Yeah.
0: All right. Good talk, guys. Um, I didn't watch it because I, yeah, I, I. I had I had Dewey commentating it for me. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Yeah, it had a lot of ramifications because it's, you know, the most dominant NFL player, maybe of all time going team going back into the home stadium of the team that didn't want him anymore the as I defending champions yet. So
0: to, <laughs> 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 shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh to be to be nice to Dewey, I'll also admit I didn't watch because I kind of figured the Bucks would just curb stomp the Patriots cuz the Bucks are really good and the Patriots have oh, yeah. looked terrible. So I had no inch cuz I I don't care about either of the teams. I frankly hate both of them. One is really good, one is really bad. I figured it would be really boring. So I just didn't watch. Yeah.
2: I got into that yet. game from like the, the nfl shows that morning you know, they, that's all they talked about i was like i don't i don't care like this has no oh,
0: significance. Yeah. the other thing was the amount of uh it being shoved in our face during the rain delay of the nascar race <laughs> i oh my god i was done. i felt like the game was happening live and we were missing it to watch yeah. uh people stomp around the nascar garage like we get,
2: yeah. we get rick allen to commentate sunday night football
1: Dude, yeah, Nick Folk hits the upright with that kick and he's like, and the kick is oh problems <laughs> and problems for the ball. It goes into the upright sideways. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Vince Welch comes he's like, the ball is still imperfect. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sheldon you made Creed.
2: Your playoff implication.
1: <laughs> and it's Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Props to McCorkle Jones for not being uh, intimidated by Brady. Like Belichick dialed up a hell of a game plan and they held the Buccaneers defense, or I mean offense in check. And I mean in a monsoon of rain. Like they were in position to beat the
0: Bucks. So, um, it it was also um really weird NFL history was made that I just come just remembered from this game. I was the highest average age of both coaches. Cause like Bruce Arians is like sixty seven. Oh yeah, Belichick is like sixty four or something. It's like the old the, oh, it was the highest combined age or some shit like that. I don't know. Two old guys played coach football teams. <laughs> two I <don't> geezers. <laughs> um, Good morning, England. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I was sad because I was rooting for the Patriots in that game because I'm sick of Tom Brady. Anyway. Uh, wrapping up the week, Monday Night Football, Chargers, Raiders. There was a lightning delay for a game with a fucking roof, which was weird. Um, and in typical Raiders fashion, they did nothing in the first half and then came out in the second half and looked money as hell. Uh, but unfortunately, when you spot one of the best teams in the league, a 21 point head start, you're not going to win a lot of football games that way. And the Raiders undefeated season came to an end. Car still looked all right. Josh Jacobs was not good because I think he's still injured. But Justin Herbert is is pretty
0: good, and I think we're all wrong about him. (laughs) Yeah, Justin Herbert really good. He's my new favorite quarterback in the league. Also, uh, uh, I'm gonna try that again. Also, Austin Eckler also pretty good. Yeah. And it's funny because he only became the starter because
1: Melvin Ingram held out at the beginning of uh, 2019, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they were like, "Oh, look, Eckler's better." <laughs> it was Melvin Gordon, but yeah. Oh, I always get him or confused. Whatever. Yeah, because there that's shouldn't why... be two players on the Chargers named Melvin at the same <laughs> time. Uh,
0: but I see. I only know that because that's how he ended up at fucking Denver. Yeah which just the vibe is not there. That player should not be on that team, but it is what it is.
1: I can't get over the fact that a few years ago, some of the best running backs in the league were named Melvin, Alvin, Todd, and Ezekiel. Yeah. All goddamn nerd names. So. I got on a tangent there. Um (laughs) I Dude, I love how Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, talks about Justin Herbert.
0: Have you heard any of his press conferences? I do not watch press conferences. Okay,
1: so after... uh, Not the Chargers game. After the Cowboys game, he said that even though they lost, he said that um, Justin Herbert was the best player on the field in that game. And then after they beat the Charter, the Chiefs last week, <laughs> when they asked him about his offense, he was like, yeah, well, we got a gangster
0: quarterback and <laughs> and just
1: like kept rolling with
0: it. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about the Chargers, which, by the way, um, I've the Chargers have been like my second team for a long time. I don't know why, but they I've just always really liked them. Um, <clears throat> I've just kept it hidden because they've sucked. Um, but anyway. Uh, the Chargers' uh, social media accounts are fucking hilarious. Oh yeah! And so it turns out, um, <clears throat> for their their TikTok account is especially hilarious. I know their Twitter is too, but uh, their TikTok account is hilarious because um, their social media manager, or whatever, uh, at every day of preseason camp, they would try to film Justin walking out onto the field, <laughs> and apparently he's he has like a problem with anxiety. And he's a really, really shy person. He doesn't like a lot of media attention. Um, and he's like, like normally one of the quiet guys in the locker room and stuff like that. Um, I've,
1: I've heard he's like a really quiet leader. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And so he 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 started noticing that he'd get filmed every time he walks out of the locker room and onto the practice field. And so he started coming up with like decoys and like like he would have another player put on his jersey and then he'd walk (laughs) out like a little bit after him or something. Or he'd like walk out of the alternate entrance and like every time he gets caught and it's like it's this hilarious TikTok compilation for like a minute and a half of like 15 straight days where he tries something different to not get filmed walking onto the field. And it's fucking hilarious, because he <laughs> he's always just like staring at the camera from really far away, seeing if he can notice him. Oh
3: my uh, God. It's,
0: and that's why he's turned into my favorite quarterback in the league. He's, yeah. it, I mean, that and he's pretty good at football.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, yeah, and I think that is uh, Chargers Raiders, and that is week four wrapped up. It was a weird week of football. Very weird. Football's yeah, weird. It is. Honestly, cancel football. Nope. Well, yeah, that's true. Then what else
0: would we talk about on this? On this show? Exactly. <laughs> so
1: let's get into Pickums, though. though. Starting with our Thursday night game, Rams Seahawks. I picked the Rams. Yeah, give me the Rams. The uh Seahawks are gonna get clowned on.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: Oh man. Dude. Game Jets. of the Century. Jets, Jets at Falcons. Jets. Um oh, I swear to God.
0: I want the Falcons. Uh
1: wow. <laughs> Yeah, give me the Falcons. I can't take... Hey,
0: kids. hey, Noah, if you're so confident, you should lock the Jets. Okay. <laughs>
1: Stop! <laughs> Let's go. Stop encouraging
0: him! <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't run the show, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> God damn it. That was her first
1: like... ever Jets lock.
2: Good. It's, that should have came before. It should have came last week, actually. But, you know. I
1: absolutely hate it here. Uh Lions, Vikings.
0: Vikings.
1: Lions. This... Oh really? Yeah. The, this is like the most coin toss game that has ever existed. I'm
0: only history. choosing the Vikings because Vikings are at home. That's really what decides it for me. <laughs> you know, fuck it. Give me the Lions. Yes,
1: Alright. <laughs> I, they've got to win a game eventually. They're not that bad.
0: I mean, their defense is really bad. And they kind of competent it's, it's, on See, exactly! Alex, Alexander although, Madison, Kirk Cousins, they're going to be all over the field. The Lions will be lost.
1: Although, the 08 Lions had like a semi-competent offense and a garbage defense, so... Shit. Uh, Saints-Washington. This Washington. is like sneaky good game because it's going to be is... chaotic as hell and by the
0: way really weird this game is on CBS and I don't like it
1: that is weird yeah it's an all NFC matchup on C- CBS that's weird Um, it's an odd numbered week so I'm going to take the Saints
0: <sighs> I was also thinking Saints
1: yeah I think the Saints are going to finish 9 and 8 and they're going to alternate wins every week
0: I would not be surprised that sounds Ooh. something like Jameis Winston would do.
1: Yeah. It, this is literally the two most chaotic teams in the league right now, facing off. Up there with the Titans. Yeah. so I, I love the chaotic aura of Washington, though. It's so good. Oh, baby. Are you ready for an two offensive juggernauts? It's Patriots at Texans. Um, is, this one, uh,
0: is this one a question? I'm gonna lock Uh, the Patriots.
1: Oh my god. Okay.
0: Davis Mills is not gonna beat a Bill Belichick defense. Yeah, true.
1: It is a rookie quarterback versus it's gonna be like a six to nothing game.
0: I expect like I expect like 19 to 6.
1: Actually, yeah, that that's a (laughs) yeah. yeah. You know, I'm gonna write that down as a note. Noah or Austin said (laughs) Pat's Texans. Nineteen six. No, not Austin versus Titans. Pats nineteen Texans six. I hope that's correct. So uh Noah you have the Patriots as well. Yeah. Okay. Dolphins Buccaneers. Um I'm gonna go ahead and lock the Buccaneers on this one.
2: You really just broke the
1: the trend and you locked a good team. Yeah because I'm here to win.
0: Sorry, I lost. Hey, me too. I lost my first lock, and I'm undefeated since. That's three in a row, baby. That's what I'm talking about.
1: i have also not very good on locks. I'm 0 for 3 on locks this season, so (laughs) I'm going to take a low-hanging fruit while I can. Here's my locks. Uh, I locked the Browns week one against the Chiefs, which was more of a faith-based one, if I'm being honest. Um, Week two, I locked the Saints against the Panthers. This was after they had just dismantled the the Packers 38 to three. And then week three, I, for some reason, locked the Steelers against the Bengals. Actually, no, it's the Steelers versus the Bengals. And the Steelers own them. So I'm taking the low hanging fruit and I'm taking the Buccaneers against the Dolphins. Yeah, Buccaneers for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Austin, same for you.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I said Bucs. Yeah. Okay, good maybe uh, if you would Pat- listen to me once in a while matthew yeah the, the brown <laughs> what i so said maybe if you would listen to me once in a while matthew huh matt did
1: you <laughs> <coughs> this is better than when uh, noah was like or not no steven said why did the virgin get left hanging <laughs> so Packers Bengals
3: <sighs> Bengals
0: Ooh, you know <laughs> I'm gonna choose the Packers
1: I'm really tempted to choose with you Noah because but I know better than to put any faith in the Bengals I've been burned by them for 10 years
2: this Ooh. is their year man
3: yeah baby uh wild card elimination
2: yeah
1: classic I, I gotta stick with my gut though and say packers wow you suck yeah you hate fun i do yeah that's me uh broncos
0: Steelers. broncos yeah give me it's not up. gonna be a close game i don't think well actually with teddy hurt this could be a really close game
1: but it's also a concussion so he might be back Steelers oh my god I'm gonna take the Broncos I think the Broncos defense is better than the Steelers offensive line and Big Ben cannot fucking
0: move so I would okay this is complete tangent I would love to see a quarterback that does not move his feet after the initial drop back he just stands there I want to see that (laughs) Josh Allen's done that a
1: couple times on plays where he like, you know, because they do that little kind of bounce or whatever, and he just like
0: stopped because he was like so secure in the pocket. (laughs) Oh, I want to but I want to see that like every play, like you're so confident in your own line, then you just fucking stand there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's basically how I play Madden. Uh, (laughs) Eagles Panthers. Panthers could be a trap game. Could be, but the uh, Eagles are bad, so yeah, true. Panther. Uh, yeah, give me the Panthers as well. Uh, Titans, Jaguars. I hate that I have to really think about this. Yeah. If if Urban Meyer wasn't a horn dog, I would probably pick the Jaguars here. <laughs> um, but part of me thinks the team kind of wants to mutiny him and they don't want to celebrate a win against a division rival with him, but they do want to win. The Titans
0: also own the Jaguars. Yeah, give me the Titans. Yeah. I say Titans just because um, the Jags don't have a defensive line, and Derrick Henry exists. Yeah, like literally twice a year, Derrick Henry
1: just victimizes the Jaguars defense.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. This
1: is... I I have no idea how to call this game Browns Chargers,
0: probably one of the games of the year. I am saying Chargers just because I think their defense is better than the Browns defense. Because I think what I think is that the tar- the Chargers pass defense will cause more of a problem for the Brown for Baker Mayfield than the Browns defense will for Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert combined.
1: Yeah the the Chargers offense looks really good right now but you have the Browns defensive line is maybe the best defensive line in football right now but I think depending on how Baker looked last week I don't know if he's still fighting that shoulder injury and if I'm getting my guts telling me I got to go with the Chargers on this one so I I think they are gonna win Uh yeah
0: like I, I just think to the Chargers games earlier this year and how their pass defense has looked. This seems like another pass defense that Baker is going to struggle finding figuring out.
1: Well, well the interesting thing about that though is the t- the Chargers pass defense or just defense in general, is they don't give a shit about giving up yards. It's they prevent points. Um mm-hmm. The problem with that is they have a ridiculous like one two running back tandem. Yeah. God, this There's is probably, fucking tough. I'm almost talking myself into a Browns win now, but I'm going to stick with the Chargers.
0: Because, like, uh, just the way I think of it is all the quarterbacks that they've faced this year have struggled a lot.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> what were you going to say? No. <laughs> I was going
2: to say multiple times even. Uh, My heart's saying Browns. My head is saying Chargers. But I don't care what my head says because you guys picked the Chargers.
1: So I got to be contrarian yeah. and pick the Browns. All right. <laughs> I like the pick. I hope they
0: win. Cam pick of the night.
1: (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Bears Raiders. 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 Yeah, give me the Raiders. Uh, The Raiders pass rush is like ridiculous right now. I'm confident that Justin Fields might throw for 100 yards. Maybe. Yeah. Watch out, you guys. (laughs) 49ers Cardinals.
0: Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals.
1: The Cardinals play the 49ers really close every year, and the 49ers are not very good this year. So,
0: And is going to be out, so yeah. it's going to be rookie Trey Lance running around in the
1: backfield. Oh, baby, this is a tough one. It's a division matchup. It's Giants-Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys. Yeah. I want to take the Giants. God.
0: God damn it. This is the NFC East game that happens every year, and the Giants win a game against the Cowboys every fucking year. It's gonna be this one. Especially because the Cowboys are the favorites. He's got a point. It it happens every year like fucking clockwork. This division destroys itself. The Cowboys are off to a hot start. Daniel Jones gonna throw for four hundred yards again. It's gonna be easy. I don't know I don't know about blowout, but Giants are gonna win.
1: L uh Oh, my God, I forgot how good this game's going to be.
0: Bills, Chiefs. Bills
1: by 40. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills.
0: Yeah, also think Bills.
1: I think the Bills are the most complete team in football right now. Yeah. I yeah. Think they have the Bills they sure are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what team has a better backup quarterback? Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, I mean... I don't know. Chad,
0: Chad Henney is pretty good. Yeah.
1: The best quarterback in the league is whoever is the backup on the Eagles currently. So, at all times. So, that is tough. Okay. Second best backup quarterback in the league. Um, Still good yeah. to Chad Henney. Yeah. All right. Th- <laughs> top, top three. <laughs> anyway. Colts, Ravens. Uh, Ravens. I'm going yeah. to take a big, bold pick here and say the Ravens.
0: I'm going to say Lamar Jackson is in- a going to be uh good in this game
1: it's quite literally the most agile quarterback versus a quarterback with two sprained ankles (laughs) (laughs)
2: uh so matt uh, if you can i'd like to add another pick in the spirit of football oh god um so as you may or may not know but the university of massachusetts connecticut this week these are two teams who have not won a single game since 2019.
1: Is this the come game? <laughs> yes,
2: it is. <laughs> so, uh, conveniently, Connecticut's last win was against Massachusetts when they won 56-35 in 2019. But I'd like to just have us take a stab at that one, because that'll be the best game of all time. <laughs>
1: Dude, I don't watch college football. I don't know shit. Um, I don't, I've never watched any of these teams. So. Do I want do I want the K or do I want the
0: um? <laughs> I, I'm taking UConn all the way, baby. They're going to ride into UMass and beat that Mass ass. <laughs> That's I'm to
2: like, too.
0: <laughs> that was not funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. Well, I guess I'm taking Mass to be contrarian, so.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. And that's, uh, Oofside's Pick'ems. So. Oh. This is no, a ind- two-hour-long podcast. Yeah, this is our longest podcast <laughs> I
0: think we've ever done. And it's funny, because it's <laughs> you have the two most monotone motherfuckers <laughs> that ever be on the <laughs> podcast. And, I mean, Matt's just Matt. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, shout-out to my main man, Craig, one time. Yeah,
1: Craig. Yeah, Craig, yeah, Craig, Craig, Craig.
0: So. Wow, we really have been at this for two hours. Fuck,
1: we did. We did talk for like twenty minutes before the show
0: started. Yeah. True, and we also had the long Urban Meyer segment, um, possibly longer than his uh, tenure at Jacksonville. <laughs> um, oh pos- possibly longer than he lasted with that girl. Um,
2: <laughs> Fun fact: It's not gonna
0: Fun fact: <laughs>
1: Tate Fogelman has more wins this year than Urban Meyer. True. Yeah so Uh, Daniel
0: Hemrick has the same amount of wins (laughs) as the Jags in the last like 50 weeks
1: why do you hurt me like
0: this
1: (laughs) so any closing thoughts you guys oh my god can you fucking one person say something whenever I throw it to the rest of the podcast (laughs) for once in my life get fucked idiot (laughs) Everybody constantly talks over each other and we do a show and everybody's very quiet
0: and polite. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. How else, This is a professional podcast, man. Absolutely. Tr- I'm genuinely trying to have a broadcasting career. <laughs> so,
1: Alright, well, on that note, this has been Who Sides. Uh, y'all, I'm not going to plug your guys' social media because tr- your Twitter handles have been on screen the entire time. <clears throat> Thanks for watching. Uh, and we will see you well we probably won't see Urban Meyer next time but we will see you
0: next time yeah go Giants